The views in this podcast are the participants' own and are not the views of their respective companies. Welcome to Aerox The Legacy Life, the podcast asking, what does a career in runoff insurance or reinsurance actually look like? I'm your host, Katie Reynolds, and today I'm joined by Eric Holler, CEO and co-founder of Fleming Insurance Holdings. Thank you so much for joining us today, Eric. Normally, I like to just jump right in and ask, what do you do in your role? But because your role is so tied to your company, maybe in addition to telling us a little bit about what you do, you could also tell us a bit about Fleming. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Katie. We started Fleming 2018, end of 2018. And it was really trying to change the paradigm in terms of what legacy reinsurance was. We we noticed some really good aspects of, of what's been done historically, but also noticed how things could be done differently. So that's that's really what our what our strategic initiatives are focused around. We are looking to create more partnership type relationships with our counterparties. We're looking to focus on mutually beneficial solutions, and we're looking at developing new legacy products. Now, what all of that really means is we want to change the dynamic a little bit between what I like to call exposure solutions versus capital solutions. Exposure solutions, what I mean by that is basically taking away bad liabilities, right? And I think the industry has been relatively successful at doing that. But one of the things that we want to uh, kind of rebrand, especially what we're doing, is the capital solutions and focus on recycling capital to allow our counterparties to use it more effectively so they can write more good liabilities. Okay. How long has Plumbing been around? I know it's a fairly recent company. How many how many years have you been in operation? Yes, we started in end of 2018, closed our first deal right before that year end. We started raising capital actually right at the beginning of COVID. So that Great was a fun experience. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And I'm I'm based in Bermuda, by the way. So I was essentially locked on an island for quite a long time. So it, it, you know, it caused uh, some small delays or whatever, but um, overall it's been great. We, we raised capital, closed May of 2022 with Altamont Capital Partners. So that's great to have them as part of the team. And you know, over this last year, we've, we've closed a few more transactions and really been focused on building the, the infrastructure. So why don't you tell me how Fleming has contributed to the evolution of the legacy space, since that's something you're so focused on right now? Yeah, like I said before, you know, our, our focus is a little bit different. What we've done is, is I'll talk about three strategic initiatives. Our, our planned LPT solution, that essentially is uh, a typical loss portfolio transfer, like everyone is very familiar with, but it is done at day one, meaning... We can set up a facility that we can work with counterparties and it'll be a recurring transaction. It'll have stated terms, including stated pricing. Now, by that, I do mean not a dollar figure and algorithm, uh, but there are certain things that align align all parties' interests that we are going to transact at a future date. And what this does, if you remember before, I was talking about capital optimization and helping them write more good liabilities, it allows that counterparty to release that capital at a future date at a known date and be able to plan to recycle that back into the front end of the business. Okay. You mentioned three strategic initiatives. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. The other other thing we're doing, uh, or one of the other things we're doing is introducing casualty liabilities to the ILS market. 
Now there are uh, other people obviously pursuing this, this same thing. What makes us a little bit unique is that we're also going to be sharing in the risk. So instead of, instead of simply investors coming in to completely take the liabilities, we're, we're going to retain some of that. And the other thing we're able to do is because this planned LPT solution, it gives us an ability to tranche up the liabilities and tranche it up over time. So typically, casualty liabilities have a much longer time horizon than investors would like. And with us being able to take a stream of liabilities and tranche it up and let's say into three-year blocks, it allows the investor access to that market, access to the uncorrelated benefits of those type of liabilities or slash investments, and still have it in a reasonable time horizon. And your third initiative? And the last one, yes, uh, is really technology focused. One of the benefits that we have, and it, it, it's funny that I'm calling this a benefit, but is that we are a newer company. We're not encumbered by a lot of these old systems that have been bolted together with manual processes, right? So we're very much focused on the tech side of things and using technology and data to help our team make better decisions. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing with technology? Yeah, of course. One of the challenges we've had in the insurance industry is obviously around data, data completeness and, and just the validity of data around it. So that's really the, the, the first step in what we're doing is making sure that we have complete data. If we don't have good information, we're not going to be able to make good decisions, right? And that's, that's the key thing and what we're utilizing this for. Then the next part is taking that data and actually using it to drive analytical insights. For example, being able to identify more challenging claims. When you're looking across a population of 10,000, how do you find your, your worst 100, right? Using it that way um, to be able to, to enhance the team. And that's really what it comes down to is being able to allow your team members to make better decisions because no matter you know, what, what any, anyone in the insurance industry says, or at least from our perspective, we think of our, our, our team as our biggest asset and, and we want to support them and be able to allow them to make the best, best decisions possible. And I think the last part in terms of technology is, uh, and, and this is, this is being developed and, and, or being enhanced now is the, machine learning and artificial intelligence. And I was I going to ask a, you if it was AI yeah. based. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a big thing out there and, and sometimes I shy away from the artificial intelligence, but I have to say there's some, been some things that have, that have amazed me recently. So I'm like, okay, maybe it is AI. Um, but that being said, is that that's basically taking the analytics that you have right now and being able to, to leverage the machine or leverage the systems to draw additional insights that are more challenging for us to see because let's say they're across a, uh, a large number of claims and, and being able to, to identify some commonalities between those. Yeah. It's just different resource management. You just have better tools at this point to allow your exactly. best people to look at the toughest claims and identify the toughest claims faster. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Completely agree. What has your career path been like? How did you get to where you are today? It, it was definitely not a straight line. I mean, uh, CPA, CFA by background. I am an accountant that's never booked a journal entry. 
<laughs> so how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So started out an audit and, and it was, you know, kind of winding my way through just opportunities that presented itself and, and taking advantage of the opportunities that were there. I think part of the good thing is that being able to see so many aspects of the industry really gives you a diverse background. I mean, I've been on the PNC side, the life annuity side, I've been with uh, traditional insurance companies with runoff providers, and then had varying roles in each of those. So it, it gave me a broad perspective in terms of how to evaluate different opportunities. And, and I think that lends itself very, very well with a transaction-based company. And then to go off and co-found a company, how did that happen? <laughs> That's a good question. And it's funny because part of it was dumb luck. <laughs> you know, it's, it, they say being in the right place at the right time is sometimes uh, invaluable, right? So Stephen and I met co-founder. Obviously, he's, he's the CEO of Fleming Corp, uh, which is a uh, private equity firm. And we had met back, oh, probably 2013, randomly. We were at a conference. He was talking to someone else. Some, that same person asked me a question and we got introduced. And then with that, we obviously stayed, stayed in touch a little bit. He saw what was happening in the different sectors of insurance. There were different industries that he was involved in, obviously, through Fleming Corp, but, but liked where the legacy space was headed and kind of saw what I was doing at that time. He reached out to me, like I said, 2018, probably early 2018. And we just started talking about uh, the opportunity. And, and the more we talked about it, the more we refined the strategy, the more excited both of us got. And so if I can ask, what kind of legacy business are, are you handling? I'm assuming it's not, you know, the, the traditional stuff like asbestos and pollution, or maybe it is. I don't know. But what, <laughs> no. what sort of stuff is it? To answer your question, we're not focused on the APH type stuff, right? That is, I think, more of a severity play. A lot of the stuff we're looking at is more of a frequency play. And I think, you know, having those type of exposures is important because especially as we're standardizing these planned LPT things, that works much better in a frequency type model than a severity type model. So most of our liabilities right now, most of your typical casualty lines with a concentration in workers' comp, GL, auto liability, generally the liability lines because they do have a longer tail associated with them. So how do we get more people, whether it be young professionals or laterals or what have you, involved or interested in insurance and more specifically in legacy runoff business? Hmm. Good question. And I actually thought about this quite a bit in terms of, of why, why I think it's a good place to be and, and what, I would, what I would tell others. I think one of the key things is just to demonstrate how dynamic and innovative it is. And especially on the legacy side, because it is really kind of reaching peak recognition now that they could be involved in some of that innovation, right? And I think the industry would also benefit from it because the more new blood you get in, the more new ideas you have, and that's what helps drive innovation. Innovation doesn't come from doing the same thing over and over. It's gonna, it's hiding somewhere on the fringe, right? And and taking the risk to be able to look at things from a different perspective, I think is what is what it needs to to move forward. And the industry has evolved. I mean, you look at from when it started and what it is now. It's it's still has some of those same aspects, but but it's it's changed significantly. And I love that you came in as an, a, an accountant. I mean, that's just very <laughs> different. A lot of the people I interview, we came in as lawyers because that's just yeah. what we do is we go into insurance. But I think that's 
it's it's a different background that you might not necessarily see. So how do we get just you can spitball whatever? How do we mm-hmm. get people from different areas who might not be coming in necessarily with a risk background or a legal background or something? Because I think we really do need people with that diverse experience. Yeah, I, you know that that's one of the challenging things. And for me, like I said, it wasn't a straight pass. It was it was this this winding road that you know I had to crawl through a jungle sometimes, or it wasn't expected in terms of what I was going to do. If you, if you asked me, you know, 20 years ago, what I was going to be, it was maybe a chief investment officer somewhere because I had went from the CPA to the CFA uh, mm-hmm. and really had the investment experience. I, I, I wouldn't have predicted that I'm here. You know, I think it's just, it's, it's really allowing the, the different, different backgrounds to, to start exploring in terms of working your way into a company based on a specific skill set you have, and then being open to new opportunities and taking on new challenges. I think that's really how people can really help themselves grow is by, by, by facing those new challenges and, and, and trying something new. I feel like you probably just answered this question for me, but uh, <laughs> any advice you have for young professionals or people who are looking to get into the space, or is there any advice that has worked particularly well for you in your career? Yeah. So, and and it is very similar. I would say the same thing, you know, embrace new challenges. Don't shy away from it. It, Experiences can broaden your perspective, can help you see things in a new light. It it was was funny as I was, as I was thinking about examples for this, it's not necessarily professional. I think you can embrace this in all aspects of your life, right? Because it's, you know, just because it's part of a job, it doesn't mean you only have to do this, but there's an example. I, I studied in Spain years ago and I had a philosophy class in Spanish. What was that like? Awful. <laughs> no, but it was honestly, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because looking back, it's one of those things where talk about out of your comfort zone. So mm-hmm. the professor did not speak English at all. And you're looking at Old Spanish also, which which isn't obviously spoken as as much now, and I wasn't fluent at the time. But what what really put in perspective is is when I came back to after studying abroad, came back to the states. Every class seemed so much easier because I could understand every single word that was being said. Right, mm-hmm. so it's just it's changing that perspective where if I didn't have that experience, it wouldn't allow allow me to to recognize that hey. You know, as bad as you think it is, it could be worse. <laughs> I love that. There's the, the absolute worst of the Spanish philosophy class. That is fantastic. Well, thank you so much. That's our show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Eric. And of course, we appreciate thank you. all of your time and your insights. And uh, with that, I'm going to cue the music and close it out. Thank you so much. Thank you. AROC Next Gen is part of AROC, the only U.S.-based association focusing on the legacy or runoff sector of the insurance and reinsurance industries. AROC serves the industry by providing education, networking, information, and data. Learn more about what we do at www.aroc.org. That's A-I-R-R-O-C.org. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.